0: I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. So glad to have you here today and excited about this series that we're going to go through the Advent and the first Sunday looking at our hope in Christ. And uh, if you have your Bible apps, you can go over to the bottom far right, hit the little three uh, dots there, I guess, will pop up. And it, uh, there's a category that says events. You hit events and then you will see the grace place and pop on the grace place I'm sorry about all of the steps you have to go through but you get on the grace place and then there's the passage of scripture we're going to read from today It gives you opportunity to take notes and all of the things that Michelle talked about today little reminders for you uh, the one thing that she didn't say is that we set up the float on Friday night it looks so beautiful we all leave, a hurricane wind comes in and destroys it. <laughs> we come back in a panic on Saturday and reassemble the float. <laughs> that sometimes happens. We've had some storms and things that, that uh, inclement weather that comes through. We, we are excited about this parade. It's always an opportunity for us to just have a lot of fun, but also to talk about uh, what we are in the community, who we are in the community, and. What we do, and so we pass out cards and people who are following along with us on the floats. We have these beautiful cards made up Amanda helped put together. They're round, so if people don't do anything else with them, they can set them on their desk and put their coffee mug on them afterwards. You know, they're just really cool looking. And so it'll remind them about the Grace Place, and we have Santa's uh, day coming up. That's on there and all that that stuff. We're going to have breakfast with Santa here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Do you like the decorations? looks awesome doesn't it thank you guys again for all your hard work we are looking in scripture at matthew chapter 11 beginning at verse 2. so find your place there matthew chapter 11 beginning at verse 2 as we start the christmas series john the baptist who was in prison heard about all the things the messiah was doing so he sent his disciples to ask jesus Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? And Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, And the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. As John's disciples are leaving, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds, talking about John. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No. People who ex- uh, with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scripture refers when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare the way before you. I tell you the truth, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist, yet even the least in a person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. Our first slide, are you looking for the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? The question is, we've been expecting, or... Should we keep on looking for someone else? We have a lot of questions in life. We ask a lot of questions, and uh, the questions that we ask are are sometimes just curiosity. We're trying to to solve a a riddle in our mind about uh, things that may be incongruent that we're looking at. Uh, We sometimes are asking questions because we're a little nosy. Anybody ever ask a question because you're a little nosy? You want to find out more information? And uh, we we have a lot of reasons that we ask questions. But in the next slide, we see that the only question that really matters is the one when answered. It will open the door for your next step, right? I mean, the most important questions of our life that we ask are the questions that when they are answered, they give us direction on making the next step for our life. It could be a question that you're asking at work uh, with respect to your career. It could be a question that you're about to pop to somebody that you love and care about. It could be a question uh, that that involves, uh, you know, more of the family around you and close people about a move or or a question about a, a big uh Thing that you're about to do, something you're about to get involved with, a business you're about to start or whatever, and the answer to those questions, those big, big questions of our life are important to us because they outline the next steps for our lives. It is likely that the origin of the question that was being asked here by the disciples of, uh, that, that uh, followed John were, were questions that... Uh, John had asked them to ask a question that John had asked them to ask now it's it's interesting here because John preached in the wilderness he, he ate wild locusts with honey and he occasionally yelled at sinners right and Jesus attended a wedding by contrast Jesus attended a wedding and he turned water into wine and he was uh, was often caught eating meals with sinners John was the one who baptized Jesus in the Jordan at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And John is now in prison. And when you're in prison, you have a lot of time to think and uh, think deeply and and ask questions that will help you make your next steps. And there's just a lot of time on your hands when you're in prison. And so you get to, to think more deeply and ask more sincere questions. Every human needs hope. But those that are in prison depend on hope for their next breath, their next life. They are hoping for something. They are holding out for something that's going to help them get to tomorrow. When you're in prison, when you're incarcerated, when you are, are, uh, it's out of your control, everything is out of your control and you're uh, underneath someone of great authority who's over you and you can't do anything of your own free will... You lean into hope like you've never leaned into hope before. When you face extreme trials, these trials and difficulties are going to test your faith. And when your faith is tested, you have questions. Our questions call our journey into question. Next slide tells us that uh, should we look for another, it was the question of the disciples, should we look for another way to go? Should we look for another faith to trust in? Should we look for another worldview? Should we look for another hope? This was kind of the, the, the content of that question that was being asked. Our questions express that we are, on the next slide, shows us living in expectation while not being quite sure what we should expect. We are living in a sense of expectation, but not really knowing exactly what to expect, what is behind the next door. And in that instance, we really need to hope and trust in someone who who is going to lead us through the dark moments of our lives where we don't really know what that next step will mean or what's going on. We all have questions, everyone in this room. And no one knows how John got his question to Jesus because unlike our days there you know there were no none of these visitation niceties that go on in our prisons and jails today in ancient times in the dungeons. So nobody really knows, he may have related to a guard that was sympathetic, and that guard related to someone else who told it to someone else, and, but we just know that they, they knew that John wanted a question answered, and they were going to see Jesus, and they were going to get an opportunity to ask him that question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Should we expect someone else? Should we look for someone else? Should we hold out? Are you just one in the line of telling us about the one that we are to expect? Are you actually the one? Where is our hope going to be realized? Where is the substance of our hope going to be? Are you just telling us about hope and and leading us into another generation and saying, hey, I'm just one that's telling you about the hope to come? Or are you the hope? that we have been looking for. Interesting response from Jesus, don't you think? The way he answers that question, I love the way Jesus answers questions when he's asked. Often he he would come back with a question for them that would be very probing. You know, that Zach told us a few weeks ago about the story of the rich young ruler, and and he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says um, to him, he responds to him, you know, have you kept all of the commandments? You know, asking him, oh, yes, you know, I've kept all the commandments. A deeper, probing question said, what brought you here? What caused you to ask the question in the first place? Do you really know you? I know you, but do you know you? And so sometimes a question, asking a question when someone asks us a question, causes us to think deeper about the question we ask. Where did that question come from? And why did it surface? And why is it important for us to be asking that question? And Jesus answers interestingly when they ask him, are you the one to come or are we supposed to look for another? He says, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. John had his own ministry until his recent arrest, and even though he, he located himself out in the wilderness near the Jordan. Great crowds came to hear him. He was uh, a powerful speaker, evidently, and, and people were drawn to hear what he had to say. And even though sometimes he was a little coarse and and he didn't parse words and, you know, he didn't use uh, flowerly language. Years ago, one of the men that I looked up to, a pastor and a, and a minister, one of the elders in, in ministry of uh, that, was, that I was around, Brother J.K. Gressett. I remember him saying that, you know, he, he was preaching, and he said, you know, sometimes I, I get a little frustrated. He said, all my the brothers that are around me that preach, he said, I, I, I hear them say things so beautifully, and they use big words and great sentences when they're talking. And he says, I get frustrated with myself. He said, I'm, I'm convinced that those guys who are preaching that I'm listening to were sent to comfort the afflicted. And then he says, I listen to a tape of me preaching and I hear of what I have to say and he says, I think to myself, I was sent to afflict the comfortable. (laughs) This was John. He was sent to afflict the comfortable. To get into your kitchen and to say some things that were going to cause you to think deeply and wonder about where you were with respect to your faith and your walk. Are you just... Walking this thing out and, and, and it's it's a kind of a religion for you and and you put you're practicing certain things because they're a religious duty or is this your life and your breath and your substance and your hope? Are you walking day by day in a relationship with God? And he was challenging them along those lines. He had, powerful uh, gatherings of people, and he, and he certainly refused to mince words with him. He was abrasive, he was insulting, he was mean at times, and, and all sorts of people came to hear him preach. The rich came, the rich man, the poor man, the beggar man, and the thief. They were all present to hear what John was having to say out in the wilderness. His celebrity had become such that even the religious types uh, were, were making their way out into the desert to see him and to hear what he had to say. And he would insult them for their long journey along the way and along with everybody else. And, and he would... Uh, would Tell them about the coming king and and the Messiah who was coming and that they needed to prepare themselves and get ready and they needed to take and put their hope in something that was substantial and not hope in culture, not hope in politics, not hope in armies, not hope in, in decisions that were going to be made by men who were in power. They needed to put their hope in God. He says to them, repent. John, uh, I'm sorry, John was telling them, repent in Matthew chapter 3. For the kingdom of heaven is near. The axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's a great message. It gets a big crowd, I can tell you right now. Every everyone that will be, uh, who does not produce good fruit will be thrown into the fire. I baptize you, John said, with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Jesus' message to the crowd was this. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? What were you looking for? Were you looking for a weak and an unprincipled leader that was moved with every wind and we see that in politics now and every presidential uh, debate and things that are going on, people begin to move with the polls. As they poll the people and they find out which way the people want to go or what their thoughts are or what their ideas are about the world and what their worldviews are and all of a sudden they start leaning that way. Regardless of how they were, all the rest of their career they they preached that they, they said oh I'm firm I stand on this this principle and this value and this is what I believe and no one is ever going to move me wait a minute there's a pole that's moving me it's moving me in another direction I believe this now I don't believe what I used to believe I'm believing something else today This is the way of man, and sometimes people are looking for someone like that, someone who will lean to agree with them. Did you go out into the wilderness to find someone who will lean with you, who will like your Facebook post and agree with everything that you said? Who are you looking for? Are you looking for a popular, well-dressed celebrity leader? Are you looking for someone who's going to come out of the popularity culture and begin to tell you things and say things to you that are going to to impact you because of their celebrity, their money, their influence in the the community in which they are, and you just want to ride along on the coat train to say, yeah, you know, I'm with so-and-so because they're so popular and everything they say must be good and right. And after all, they're proving it. They fill up concert halls. They, 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 they command great amounts of money. And, and when, they, when they go to the red carpet, there are throngs of people gathered. So they must be saying what is right. He said, or a man, are you looking for a man of God who lives out his faith regardless of the consequences? That's what you need to be looking for. Someone who stands firm on the principles and values that Scripture declares, no matter what kind of winds are blowing, no matter what other people are saying, no matter what other people are tweeting, they stand strong and firm in what they believe. I want to caution you to not let the package truth is wrapped in cause you to miss the truth. Some people didn't go into the wilderness because what was packaged there was messy. Someone who lives in the wilderness and eats wild locusts with honey. Somebody whose hair is not always combed, whose underarms is not always appropriated deodorant. And they let the package... Keep them from the truth. We need to be wary of allowing ourselves to be dissuaged from truth because we're not comfortable with how it is packaged for us. Are you looking for, he says, the blind to see? I think the next slide after that is the one we just talked about. Don't don't let the package of truth Maybe it's up, and I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing the backside. Okay, there we go. Are you looking for the blind to see? Jesus asked the lame to walk. The lepers are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised to life. Are you looking for the good news to be preached? If that's what you're looking for, you're finding your hope is realized in Jesus Christ. He sends sends John's disciples back with that message. We saw everything that was prophesied the Messiah would do, done by Jesus. Our hope has been realized in the coming of Jesus Christ. In the birth of the newborn babe, our hope has been realized. Hey, John, we got to put our eyes on our hope. There's substance to it. We got to touch our hope. It exists. There's substance to it. The next passage is that I tell you the truth. And I hope you didn't miss this, this last line of this passage that we read. I tell you the truth that all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. Even the least person in the kingdom, is greater than he is. I want to, I'm moving towards closing. I want want you to think about this deeply. Can you imagine, least in the kingdom, the least in the kingdom, the least in the kingdom, greater than John the Baptist? He, He talks about how great John the Baptist is. Then he says, all in the kingdom are greater than John the Baptist. Can you imagine in heaven Billy Graham standing next to Billy Bob? Hello? Mother Teresa standing next to Mother Hubbard. (laughs) Are you getting a picture? In God's eyes, you're great. You're great. You're great. You're greater. Your value to God is equal to that of the greatest spiritual hero that you can imagine and put in your mind. Whoever that might be, your greatest spiritual hero, your value to God is equal to that person. They love you as much. And listen, if you have been obedient to what God has called you to do, then you've been as greater greater than that person that you look up to and think is great. If you've done what God's called you to do, if you're engaged in, in mission, it doesn't matter how small it might be and how insignificant you might think it is, if you're engaged in what God has called you to do, if you're being who God called you to be, you're as great or greater than any of your super spiritual heroes that you put up on a pedestal. I'm gonna ask our worship team to come back you can put all of your hope in God. You don't need to look for another. Jesus is the surety of all our hope. He is the substance of all our hope. He has paid it all. We owe him everything. He is the substance of our hope. I can imagine that newborn babe the first time being held in his mother's arms and Mary looking down into the face of hope realized we think of hope as like well I'm hoping that's going to happen I'm, I'm hoping that this takes place well it didn't kind of work out the way I thought it would but it still kind of worked out and you know I'm just going to kind of I won't throw all my eggs in that basket she is holding what has been hoped for God sends substance from heaven to earth clothed in flesh and says I told you to hope in me and here's the substance of that hope realized he's going to walk among you and live among you and Jesus to John his disciples says go back tell him pass the word down the line however it gets to him it might Eventually come through a guard who would stand at the you know at at the at the jail cell and and kind of hollering at him, hey your disciples came back with a message. Jesus said to tell you, blind eyes are opened, deaf ears hear, the lame walk, the leprosy are healed, the lepers are healed, and dead men come back to life, and dead women come back to life that's the answer to your question john's like "Whoo! thank you god hope in substance oh, i preached about it in the wilderness i told people and it's here it's here thank you god man what there must have been some kind of a revival that took place in that jail cell when that message came back to John. Right? Woo! Thank God! Hope is here. No longer looking for another generation, another great preacher, another great teacher. Hope has been realized. And for those of you who are present today, I want to ask you to stand with me. Your hope is realized in Jesus Christ. As we take a moment to seeing and worship the lord i want you to look with expecting hearts put your full trust and confidence in god for whatever you're hoping for he's the substance and the reality of the fulfillment